From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in to this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Farm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here to uh, today. We will uh, discuss more basketball news, mostly departures here lately for the Ole Miss program. Jarkel Joyner jumping into the transfer portal yesterday. Neil uh, assumed that was coming a couple days ago, reported it, and then he uh, he did that yesterday. Feels like NC State, a very uh, possible option there, right? I would say that's uh, <clears throat> a good guess. certainly possible that it's okay. NC State. Okay. So uh, I didn't just kind of post that on Monday night for yeah. kicks and giggles. I just took of, a shot. I mean, I you know what? Sort of new. It's it's. Fine. I love when people are like, "Oh, this is breaking." I'm like, well, I mean, sure, I, I guess. Just, yeah, you know, whatever. So talk about that uh, again. We're back to that thing: is if if it, if you don't report it on Twitter. Did you report it? And then when people go, well, you know, Twitter is not really representative of the real world, which is, God, thank God, true, I think. It's just it's an interesting dynamic. So, uh, yeah. Um, talk about that. Ole Miss beats Murray State 8-2 to in baseball. I think it was 8-2. to 8-2 to in baseball yesterday. Uh, talk about some, a couple of interesting comments around the Texas program, but more just about college football in general. I want to spin that out into a, into a different thing. What we got? If you live in the Oxford uh, City School District or whatever we call it here, um, the schools are dismissing early today. You should know that. Bramlett Central and Della Davidson dismissing at 1220. Oxford Intermediate, Oxford Middle, and Oxford High dismissing at 115 because of weather. Yes. I get sick of these damn weather days, I'll tell you that. They make me nervous. I hate them. Are, we have more dismissals, right? Yeah, this is the right thing, though. You, you don't want people driving around in it. I guess like we, and I guess you have to make them early. And we're erring on the side of caution, which I'm not upset about. But like, I feel like we are, we, we've hit a new level of dismissals and number of. We used to not do it this much. I do feel like it's more for whatever reason. Yeah, that's probably true. Not really, not really bad, good, anything. Just noticing it a lot more, because frankly, a lot of times we're we're doing them better safe than sorry, but then nothing happens, and right. we go, okay, well, awesome. So I don't know. I feel bad for parents because it throws your entire day into a mess that is for a lot of people not salvageable. But you don't want people sitting in carpool lines in the middle of a tornado, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's six and one half dozen the other. But you got a lot of people today scrambling, going. They have no option for sure. their kids, sure. and I don't know what you do about that. So, anyway, that more coming up on the show. The Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford lunch specials: five sixty nine, two sides bread, thirty two ounce uh, drinks. Also, still trying to give you ten free dollars to do that by uh, downloading the Exxon mobile app, taking a picture of the QR code right there at the pump when you fill up. That's a thousand bonus points. Thousand bonus points equals ten dollars with the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations. In Mississippi, and again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for uh, my buddy Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, but I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Get great service, great product, all that stuff at uh, at Clark Ford. 
And so, then uh, yeah. guest, I should say this. I'm, I'm sorry, my mind is like on six things right now. Um, guest joined on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford for coming up uh, next weekend for Double Decker and uh, baseball and Grove Bowl and all the other stuff. Um, stop by Rafters, have a burger, a po' boy, grab a beer, have an appetizer, full bar. Great place to hang out. Um, lots of space, lots of TVs, all that stuff. Uh, Rafters on the Square in Oxford, also Rafters in New Albany. Yes, I think uh, I saw it on Twitter. Maybe we did speak it into uh, into existence as um, Tennessee baseball losing last night to Tennessee Tech three to two with the uh, with the wood bats. They only had a few hits and got uh, got beat by uh, I don't even remember what was Tennessee Tech with the Eagles. Uh, Is that right? Tennessee Tech. I don't know. I mean, you would think I'd remember that, but I don't. Ethan Roberts pitched yesterday for the Cubs. Pitched well. He? Um, yeah, he did. Um, I did enjoy the message board post after Tennessee lost to them for uh, someone to say, "Oh wow, I'm shocked that came completely out of right field." And I went, "You know what? That was good. That was good. I was very, very impressed by that." So, yeah, um, they use wood bats as just a gimmick game. They were played at the Smoky Stadium. Both teams decided to to use wood bats and. And do it that, is so. amazing how that changes, almost in a shocking way. Because technologically, they'll tell you that the bats now are very similar to wood, unless you're fixing the bats. Well, but I guess my point does that mean everybody's fixing the bats? I'll say this: I don't think Tennessee's alone. Well, no. I mean, look. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't. If you told me, hey, do you think more than half shave their bats? Yes. Yeah, and I'm not again, I'm not focused on the we're going to move on. But I was talking to somebody last night in college baseball. We were discussing Vanderbilt, as you knew, firmly believing in their hearts that something was odd that weekend. Yes. And the way Vitello reacted. A lot of coaches walk out there and go, okay, so what's what's going on? Okay, like what, what's the deal? Explain it to me. What happened? Hey. Stick okay, okay, fine, like whatever. Yeah, he wanted that bat. Yes, he needed that bat. Yes. It was hey. I, well, you know, Chris I, Lee wrote a story about it, and and nobody picks it up. Nobody wants to touch it. Nobody wants to talk. In all fairness, Chris Lee does a thorough story on that, and no one in anything resembling mainstream media touches it. There's two reasons. One, there's no results, and there's nothing the NCAA is actually doing. They all just kind of throw up their hands and go, yeah, if you do it, there's not really yeah, a penalty. Yeah, but peop- you're right. And two, it's the world we're in with media. Chris is a Vanderbilt guy. You're pissed off. Right. And the truth That's is, a lot of it. But the truth is Chris did really strong he journalism did. on that story. Yeah. They did really strong journalism in that story. And you're right. Journalism has become so tribalistic. Sports, news, politics, you name it, that nobody wants to touch it. Because if you touch it, and you're on the Tennessee beat, and you ask questions. Well, all of a sudden, you're 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 a bad guy, and the fans turn on you, and they want to cancel and all that crap. It's a good story. Mm-hmm. Tennessee believed and knew that something was up. the 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 bat in question was confiscated. It was checked, and it failed the test. Four hundred psi short. It failed the test with representatives of both schools in the room. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. The league doesn't want to touch it. The NCAA is like, well, you know, it's, hey, it's just an honor code. Okay, so, in other words, cheat. And then everybody goes, are oh, they cheating? Well, yeah, of course. 
I mean, if you told me that, hey, you don't have to pay your taxes, nothing's going to happen, we want you to pay your taxes, but if you don't pay your taxes, nothing's going to happen, I'm not paying my damn taxes. Are you? If I tell you, hey, man, I know you owe $7,000 this quarter, but if you don't pay it, nothing's going to happen. Are you going to do anything? Yeah, it's all good. Just You're going to cool. be like, ah, screw it. Roll with it. Here's a check for 12 bucks. It's kind of like when you were bartending. When I was bartending, you were supposed to turn in your tips. This was back before credit was constant. Yeah, sure. You were supposed to turn in your tips, claim your tips in your at the end of the night. You'd make $300 in tips, and you'd claim 11 Yeah. Who's going to do anything about it? Uh, Jack said, explain the 400 PSI thing. Essentially, every, I guess they measure it by 100, but every 100 PSI short of regulation is an extra trampoline effect or an extra amount of distance in a a set environment. So 400 is pretty substantial. That's actually a a very noticeable amount of distance increase. That's why when they hit something that looked like it would have been a fairly deep fly ball, it went out of the park. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why. Yeah. The bat was juiced. Juiced. Yeah. So but yes, last night they uh they lose three two. They're now, I don't know, thirty one and two. I mean whatever. Like but the bigger story yeah. and I mean I, I think it's oh, it's one game. And one game is in baseball too small of a sample size to do anything with other than to just to note that it's one game. Sure. But it is interesting that all of a sudden they can't hit, the ball doesn't go anywhere. I mean, that's the thing, and if you read Chris's story, the interesting thing, if you get past the whole Vanderbilt-Tennessee rivalry crap, the guys who are doing this at Tennessee this year are guys who've been in the league for a while and never done this before. Now, is it possible that they all just significantly improved? Sure, I guess. It's not exactly my life experience, but sure. Is it possible that pitching is just so down this year that it leads to significantly better numbers? Sure. I, yeah, yes. Yeah. Sure. Is it also possible that they're cheating? And I like do hell? think that plays into it. But Sure, but is it also possible that they're cheating? Yes. And if they're doing it, they're not the only team doing it. Sure. And if Vanderbilt picked up on it by watching the Ole Miss series, then Vanderbilt knew what they were looking for, mm-hmm. knew what they were listening for. I mean, there's another part of that story that's not out yet, but it probably will never come out. But Vanderbilt knew what it was smelling for. We'll see. I don't even know who Tennessee plays this weekend, but they are uh, they are twelve and zero in the know, uh, in quick. the SEC. Um, from an Ole Miss standpoint, yesterday, look, you beat Murray State eight two. Kids' day game. No kids got harmed. Ole Miss was fine. Um, a little dicey there for a while. Drew McDaniel pitched well. Um, I think he allowed one, two hits in five innings, something like that. Had a no hitter into the fifth, if I have that right. It sh- it's, he was so. It was much more evidence yesterday from me or to me. Bama marks us. Um, so much more evidence of McDaniel and all his, a lot of his issues being mental is that the stuff is good. I mean, he was a top fifty prospect out of high school for a reason. And I feel like if he believes and he gets off to a good early start and believes he's better than the opponent, his stuff is better, mentally he's better, he stays more locked in, there's something to 
in the SEC, he just can't get to that same mental place. And how do you turn a Tuesday into a weekend and all those different things? I don't know. But it was almost kind of startling yesterday watching him going, that's a different guy. than I, I know it was Murray State, but I'm talking about just the way the stuff looked. Completely different than when he has pitched on the weekends. Um, the other main story coming out of yesterday, Max Chofey getting back on the mound for the first time in a year from Tommy John surgery. Gives gives Ole Miss a piece that at least he has 39 career appearances. He has a 222 opposing batting average for his career. Um, velocity was a touchdown. Max is typically 90-91, and he was 86-88. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he's coming back from an injury. That is what it is. Typically takes 15 months yeah. to get your and velocity he's 12. back. Right. I think the breaking ball was as good or better than I have seen it. He was fine there. And I think he can get outs. Now, look, is he going to become some huge piece where he's changing the entire season? Probably not. But I do think it was a big deal to get him back, get his mentality back. And, frankly, we talk about this. You know, Ole Miss, Max is an incredibly nice kid. But we talk about guys a little more competitive fire. Guys are a little more vocal. Ole Miss not having that. I think it's a problem. I mean, we called it assholes. But even beyond that, just people who can kind of get people going. Max is sort of one of those guys, and it's a completely different thing when you are on the field at times versus not. It, that's a changing leadership sure. dynamic of, no, I'm actually in this thing. Sure. I'm, I'm with you. So we'll see if that helps at all. But uh, getting him back, good good kid. He came back for his fifth year to, to do this, to recover. Something that would have been pretty easy to get on with your life. You've graduated and go, no, nah, I'm going to rehab. I'm going to get a master's. I'm going to gonna stick through this for another – frankly, has another year of eligibility if he wants it. But – through uh through a year there so that uh got a couple people asking me Dylan Delucia Taiwan Malone were in short yesterday they are not injured they were late to the field and held out as punishment so that was that was that um in a game that Ty might have gotten in a bat and I don't think Dylan would have pitched but nonetheless I mean I don't think you're harming a potential weekend starter by him not dressing on Tuesday but it's fine um T.J. McCants didn't play. To the best of my knowledge, he is not hurt. It was just still a little bit of doghouse after what happened over the weekend with uh, with T.J. So, you asked SEC schedule this weekend. Yeah, Texas sure. A&M at Georgia. Okay. Alabama at Tennessee. LSU is at Arkansas. Florida at Vanderbilt. Be a good series. Uh, Ole Miss at South Carolina. Kentucky at Missouri. And uh, Auburn heads to Starkville to play Mississippi State. Okay. That's your weekend. Um, A&M Georgia is interesting. Alabama Tennessee is. I mean, if Alabama could win a game. They'd feel pretty good about it. LSU Arkansas probably decides who wins the West at this point. Florida played really well last weekend against Arkansas. They get a chance to stay hot against Vanderbilt, who needs to start winning games. Ole Miss and South Carolina are both four and eight. Someone's got to start. I mean, they're both in trouble right now. Kentucky Missouri is just what it is. And then, I mean, Auburn. Auburn's starting to make a little noise. Um, Georgia completely their their season completely getting changed. It looks like Jonathan Cannon is potentially out for a while. Their their ace. Um, it's just it, it it in the SEC. The SEC is literally down like ten pitchers right now. We can talk about why and how, and I don't know. I mean, there's several different potential reasons, but Cannon uh injured his uh his. I think they're calling it a forearm during uh his bullpen on Tuesday. Oof. I think he is being held out this weekend and. There aren't many worse words forearm. in the pitching vernacular than, hey, I felt something in my forearm. So. He is Georgia's fourth starting pitcher to suffer an injury this season. They're number three and number four pitchers. So are what, what do you out. attribute that to? I mean, it's a number of things, right? It's, it's, it starts with the travel ball when they're kids, and then it just builds up. It's that. The 2020 season getting killed 
has impacted so many things with college baseball that are kind of silent and not getting talked about. It is so much development time lost with conference seasons, kids throwing. Summer leagues were canceled. These kids who were throwing nonstop, frankly, at that point, needed to keep throwing. They stopped throwing. Suddenly, they stopped throwing for months. Then you come back and you try to go 100. Like It just, no, it, it is wrecked arms. The 2020 yeah. season, to me, is the main factor of just arms getting wrecked. Because, look, you look around the league and look, Ole Miss is, I'm not justifying Ole Miss's pitching situation, but you look around the league, People aren't going seven innings, eight innings. No. You're just not getting the longevity and depth out of starts that we were getting even last year, two years ago, three years ago. Well, and if you watch, and I, I can't believe that I'm the guy that's going to be the guy that says this, and I watch it. If you watch a lot of SEC baseball, and I have this year, I've watched, damn, I've watched everybody. Watch starters get into the fourth inning and they lose their velocity. It's the yeah. damnedest thing. Mm-hmm. No, the 2020 season is what I put a lot of that on because a lot of the guys that were still aces last year had been around in 19. They were the third-year guys. But these year, this year, these third-year guys, they had 20 and then 21. Like it's just, yeah. it's, Or even the younger kids, they missed this year of high school. They missed a complete high school season where they definitely weren't throwing correctly for a right. while. Like it's – no, it's going to be a – James says I'm way off that rest is never right to arm. But when you gear back up – and you lose development. You lose the ability to sustain what you're doing. And a lot of them worked on their own. Yeah. And overthrew, I'm guessing. I don't know. Look, I, it, it's but it's it's almost like but you look around the league and how many how many teams have multiple guys out for the year with arm injuries? Mm-hmm. Not just one guy. Everybody. I mean, how many teams have now lost their ace? Half the league? Yeah. I mean, at first it's like, oh, well, that's going to help our team. No, you, you don't need to look at it that way. I mean, you look at all of these kids getting hurt, and it's – And if I'm way off, and that has nothing to do with it, nothing else has changed. Like, right. there's no other drastic change other than something related to 2020. Because, I mean, sure, we always have injuries. You always have things. But you don't have these three or four steps that all factor in at the same time coming off 2020. Like, I, I don't know – there's no other determining thing that has made a huge difference in the last three to four years. Unless, I mean, you're just running through absolutely the unluckiest run, but still, why? Because it's not affecting one program, it's affecting every program. Yeah. Um, it sucks for the kid because it's what? It's April? I mean, that. No, it's, it throws that. Yeah, it throws everything. It really sucks for the kid. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, like, if you're going to do it, I'd rather it happen. Like you did for the, there's a couple of them that got hurt before the season started. Mm-hmm. I mean, kid at state, kid at Arkansas. I'd rather happen early, where at least by the time the draft rolls around, you're at least you're, in your you're five six months yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pockets brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Settle County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis, so you can look underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. Six six two two three four two seven zero four or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. Go to deadsoxy.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE, get 25% off the best socks that you'll ever put on your feet. It's deadsoxy.com. Game changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. Warm-up patches used before or while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game. Ready for the next place? Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. ACS is owned by my buddy Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. 
It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL 508 panel shop. ACS can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, many other manufacturers. For more information or to get in touch with ACS, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at uh, 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford has been serving the Oxford area for uh, almost three-quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry, so visit them at lamonsfinejewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Planning to tape, I guess weather permitting, the inaugural edition of the Troy Brown Show this afternoon. It's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names. With the same great products, same great services, same people. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, you need to call Comer at 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, you want to get in touch with the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. Podcast is brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area and offer med seat. Fear prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. I got a uh, delivery yesterday. What I needed to have to do anything, I'm going to pick it up off my porch. So uh, let them be your pharmacy here in the Oxford area. They'll take care of you again. That's GNM on South Lamar, 662-236-2222. You know... I don't necessarily blame, I'm not really blaming Scott Strickland here, but what's interesting is every time there's a forearm strain, we all know what it is, and every head coach downplays it until it is the MRI comes. And I get it in a way, but like we're just word salading at this point. Like, and sometimes it is an actual forearm strain. Derek Diamond had one. I mean, do I think he still has something going on? Probably, but he has not blown his elbow out two years ago and is still pitching through it, obviously. So it does happen, but like I'm reading here from Strickland. It was a little gloomy on Wednesday as we're waiting to get the news back because your mind always goes to a negative spot. You go there, and we got the call last night that it was good news as far as that goes, and it just wasn't anything bad or anything we have to do with now. It's just resting and getting him back. But they call it a forearm strain in the right muscle. Like, okay, but you don't – pitchers don't just strain that constantly without some other – you're straining your forearm because you're compensating because of an elbow issue. Well, this it is my radiates down your arm. Is it possible that the obsession with spin rates and such have people changing their throwing mechanics in such a way that it's leading to injuries? I'm just asking. It's a hypothesis. I sure. have no idea. I mean, we're throwing harder and harder and harder and harder. And at some point, your body is not built for that. Baseball, the way we throw balls, baseballs, because not fast pitch, obviously, it's not even a normal motion. I mean, you're putting constant stress on your shoulder and your elbow. I mean, every one of these players, when we talk about, oh, they had a really clean arm MRI. No, they didn't. Every pitcher at this level and above has all kind of crap going in there. It's just not at a point of affecting performance or needing an operation at the moment. Right. There's damage in every MRI of every college player and professional player. So, yeah, 100%. I mean, our at some point, it is not – we're getting stronger. We're getting more flexible. We're doing. We're, we're pushing it to the limits, but the limit is still the limit at some point. I mean, I'm not trying to be the old man yeah, in sure. the yard. I think you know me a little better than that. I'm. I'm not hip necessarily, but I'm certainly not that guy. I do wonder if the game has, as it has become as analytic as it has become, and baseball has become really analytical. Would you agree? Oh, 100. 
it's trickle down into all elements. You know, everything sure. is launch angle and swing angle and stuff. I wonder whether that in that there's so much focus for young guys, right? They go to drive drive was it drive line or whatever it's called, and and they there's so much focus on spin rate and and velocity and and all of those things that if you go back and you watch if you go back and watch just the 70s and 80s baseball it's a, the game looks totally different and it's and a lot of it is because i i think there was not as much emphasis on that stuff and i just can't help but wonder whether the guy constantly trying to throw as hard as possible and constantly trying to put as much torque on the ball as possible whether that's leading to Injuries in the in the elbow and shoulder, and I could be completely. It's not wrong. just fastballs; it's also breaking balls. That's what I'm saying. They, they, Sliders. They, they, they go see Repsoto, even Ole Miss. They bring in that thing, that pitching lab from Wake Forest or wherever it is, and what that thing does is it shows you, given your mechanics, what the corresponding off-speed pitches should be. That hey. If you went to a slider, you can tunnel that better, and you can do these things. It builds your entire repertoire and tells you, okay, that's what makes the most sense. Well, what we're seeing, and Ole Miss is a great example, because outside of a couple guys, and maybe like one or two, they're all the same dude. They're all right-handers throwing in the 90s with a slider. I mean, Ole Miss doesn't have a lot of variance in the way, yeah. and I think it's a problem. I think if you had some thumbers and you had some different things, it would, it would play differently. But point being, you got a guy, take you know, Gunnar Hoagland. And I'm not saying this messed up Hogan's arm. I'm saying he was hurt when he got to Ole Miss. Sure. But he was fastball curveball, had a had a decent curveball that could get better. No, no, no. If you had a slider that was really hard. Well, suddenly you got a kid in a really competitive environment trying to throw the shit out of a slider. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're getting into pronation and we're getting to a lot of things where I know. Contributing factor. I know. Not primary factor, probably. But And then you start doing it to a 14 year old. Hey, if well, you, you said, hey, if you, I know you're a recruit, but hey, what if you threw the slider? Uh, bingo. That's that's what I'm saying. You just move the ball back in your hand a little bit. Yeah. And hey, we're going to play every single weekend from February through August. Might play two games. Might play seven if we get in the winner's bracket. And we're going to practice three days a week, too. How old are you, 14? No big deal. Anything, they're getting offers now. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, it's a hypothesis, but you can tell which side of the hypothesis I believe in. Yeah. So, anyway, Jonathan Cannon, Georgia, he's at least out this weekend. Um, that but, sucks for him. I yeah. Hate they play. I don't know who they play. I do legitimately hate when the kids get hurt. I mean, yeah. I, I, it, it's. In his last appearance, he went eight innings and uh, shut out Mississippi State. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I mean,. He's good. Yeah. I don't have a lot of sympathy for the whole Georgia part of it and the coaching staff and whatnot. I do feel feel terrible for the kid. Well, I mean, Strickland's on a little bit of a timetable, and then you lose three starters, and suddenly you're pushing guys, and it, it, well, it all. Suddenly, that's part of your, yeah, part of your job evaluation. Yeah, so. All right, moving uh, sports, uh, Jarkel Joyner jumping into the transfer portal, as we mentioned in the open. Um, it's been coming for a couple of days. He does it yesterday. Rebels now with a lot of dudes in the portal. I mean, from a standpoint of guys who contributed last year, you're talking about Crowley and Joyner and mm-hmm. Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Um, who am I forgetting? <laughs> uh, I mean, those are the main ones. Uh, Austin's at Southern Miss. It looks like Luis. Oh, did he? Yeah, okay. yeah. It looks like Luis and Jarkel will both end up at NC State. 
Oh, both of them. Uh, Sammy Hunter uh, committed to Akron yesterday. Okay. Good, good for Sammy. I, I know he wanted to go to Florida, but uh, Akron's close to Florida. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, who else is gone? Um, um, Eric Vanderheiden is at Western Carolina. I believe that's correct. I think that's right. No, no, no. UNC Wilmington. That's right. Yes. He's at UNC Wilmington. That is correct. Yeah. Um, to my knowledge, Grant Slatton hasn't latched on with anyone yet. Okay. Um, they've added the one kid from Jackson State, the, the kid from Jackson State, in the portal. So far, that's. I thought that was an interesting it. comment in the thing from Kermit, the Mississippi made part. Well, that wasn't good, but no, that you acknowledge in the quote that he is not a good facing the basket basketball player. I thought that was interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's going to continue to get better. There, and again, it's a PR statement, but I just thought even mentioning it was an interesting thing. Um, yeah. Look, it's the problem. I mean, we come back to it. It's what's it's what's was malignant about the press release is that you have Kerman on record saying, "Hey, it's a tournament team. If we don't get injured, then you run off the whole team." Right. And I get they didn't want Jarkel to leave. I mean, he mentioned in his closing press conference, we've got Jarkel back next year. Yes, I saw someone try to intimate somewhere, no. and I can't remember where, that this was an Ole Miss oriented. No, no, no this no, was no. not. This was this – was. He has said multiple times that he was trying to keep Jarkel and he was a piece to this coming season. So you have that going on. You had the whole, hey, we took too many last year with four, you took four this year. Um, just – I just well, don't I, see a path. I don't – no, no. no. I, I don't even know what the situation is with James White right now. Is he back? I, I guess he's back. So you're going to have he and, and and I'm assuming here that Ruffin's back. But here's the bigger problem right now. You have two. There's a mailbag question that I have. It's, it's hey, are there any rumblings on staff? And look, it's possible that this is because I'm just a horrible reporter. I mean, you can. that's for other people to judge. It's possible because I'm just simply not doing my job well. I've not heard one name. And I knew about Jarkel last week. I was told, hey, Monday's the day to watch, and sure enough, it was. Um, Levi's gone. Levi, Le- Levi uh, Watkins is gone to NC State. Ronnie Hamilton's gone to LSU. Correct. I don't think they were aware that either one of those things were, were in the pipeline mm-hmm. when it happened. And so that happened on the Friday before the Final Four. So the championship was a week ago Monday. So it's been... 12 days-ish. I'm not great with math. I think that's right. 12 days, and I, I, there's there's no new coach. I haven't heard any rumblings of who it would be, and this is kind of portal time. You need to be bringing guys in for visits right now. You need to be getting this done this weekend, next weekend. So their roster is, as of this moment. I'm pulling it up right now so we get it right. I was doing that. So Ruffin, Brakefield, White, Morrell, Fagan, Allen. So that's six. That's it. And then the Joiner f- is still technically on the roster. And then the four kids coming in. Ten. And then the one kid from Jackson State. So they got two transfer portal spots. And that's his other problem. Assuming all these guys are scholarship. And they yeah. Are, so. Yeah. I mean, that, that, the other problem that he's got from a perception standpoint is is the the press conference after the loss to Missouri in Tampa where he said – we're going to attack the transfer portal harder than anyone in America or something along those lines. And and that hasn't come to fruition. And you look around the league, uh, 
Which you know, seems logistically impossible, if we're honest. Yeah, uh, uh, the kid from Northern Iowa, Noah Carter, uh, Missouri yesterday. Um, LSU's had some success in the portal. Um, they had offered a couple kids they thought they had a shot at, and they got much bigger offers, like Kansas offered one of their targets yesterday. I mean, there's been some different... Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a tough spot. I'm big about words, you know that. I, I, I'm 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 a believer that when you put press releases out, think about the world we work in. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have sources and I have sources who will never text back. I can text them; they'll call me. Yeah, sure. Why? Because the word written sticks forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have people who I can text and go, "Hey, here's a question." Oh, I will get cussed occasionally for texting certain things to people. Go, hey, what, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, I will text a question, and yeah. then here comes the phone call. Yeah. And that's not a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. It's, we're going to talk. Yeah. Cool, I get it. So when you put a press release out, and you've had plenty of time to think about what's going to be in that press release, you should look at every word. And sometimes I, it's it's maddening to me. I, I I look at it and think, what are you doing? Well, they're attempting to put forward this like real optimistic tone. But it's all words that come back to get you yeah, later. Yeah, but we're back to hand raise, guy. Yeah. Yeah, here's what's going to happen. This is this is going to get torn apart. The words Mississippi made in that press release yesterday were just that's you just don't put that in there. What does that What does that even mean? I mean, what the hell does that even mean? No one cares. No, they don't care if he's from the moon if he can play. I, I mean, when when you were watching the national championship game the other night, did you go? Oh, yeah, but well, <laughs> kids, Kansas made. He was born born and raised right there in the right there in Russell or Topeka or wherever the hell. No, just wearing the uniform, man. North Carolina made. I didn't hear that. So stop saying it. They just want you to get players. Nobody at Ole Miss cares where the players are from. Not really. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody that does. That's hyperbolic, but most people don't. Amari, that's a that's a signee. Okay, gotcha. Who? I was on the Instagram page. They had the quote about um, another kid, but it's a, okay. It's a, it's a it's an incoming kid. For anybody asking, JBS had a fantastic career at Jackson State. He's an elite level athlete. He was second in the nation rebounding two years ago, and against us two seasons ago, he had twelve points, twelve boards, and three blocks. I think Jay will continue to make great strides facing up and shooting the ball. He comes from a great family, and he is truly Mississippi made. That was the quote for anybody that yeah. hadn't heard it. Kyle Wilson, thanks for the super chat. He says, any advice for helping out a five-year-old with storm anxiety? No. Ooh. I mean, no. Not really. Just um, going to be okay. If it's really loud and you're worried about thunder, headphones. If you have some stadium headphones. That'll help because, I mean, I I deal with some sensory issues. Um, Be really communicating about what's actually going on, that it's okay, Yeah, safety. I mean, I I know it's an obvious thing, but sometimes that extra sentence or two does help. Tell them, hey, look, if if it happens to be really bad, here's what we're going to do. We have a plan. Yeah. Here's worst case. We're good. Yeah, this is the worst thing, and this is if the worst thing happens, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be okay. And make sure that he or she has his or her favorite toy or whatnot. And 
try to minimize and hope it's just a thunderstorm. Yeah. I get it, though. Oh, 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 oh yeah. I don't know. And then, the, the, you know, the, the question, you talked about a path. Is there a path? Well, this is my point. I mean, at the end of the day, they have to play a season. And I mean, and, and again, I'm not trying to be overly negative here, but the problem is I don't even I'm having so a hard time getting to a, in the league. I mean, this is the, I'm having a hard time getting to a point where people are at all invested. Right. Forget tournament, just in general, people showing up, being even this season level of excited and going, "Hey, look, it's Tuesday at six. Do you want to just hang in and eat dinner and whatever? Or do you want to go to the basketball game?" Not about the local people. I'm not talking about Jackson or Memphis or Madison or sure. anything like that. Just. Because frankly, it's happening in baseball a little bit, and it's not even in the same stratosphere of what basketball could could look could look like. I mean, and I get Kermit did not anticipate what has happened, but at the end of the day, it did. I mean, I don't know. He did not anticipate losing two assistants. No, he did not. I mean, he gave quotes two days before that there would not be staff changes, right? And I get that was from his side, but still, point point stands. Um, just. Look, I wrote this a few times in the end of the regular season. I think I made people mad, but I think I was right. There was an atmosphere in that arena mm-hmm. that was palpable. And it made me – I remember writing that – I think it was after they lost to Texas A&M that they were going to have to address this, I thought. And I think they think they did. But here we are – when was that game? That was March the whatever. It's, it's, it's the second to last Saturday of the season. It's been a month. Yeah. And it's, I think, from a perception standpoint, whether accurate or not, and I suspect it's accurate, they're worse off today than they were the night that they lost to Missouri and Tampa. That's true, yeah. And I don't know that you could say that for the rest of the league. If you go around the league and you look at what you compete against. and Everybody seems at least net neutral. And that's the that thing about – Playing in a conference is you, you, there. It, it's no ambiguity about who are we competing against. You know exactly who you are competing against. There's the other thirteen teams. But you know, it's even beyond that. I mean, it's just hey, we've got to be better ourselves this year than next year. I mean, it's almost kind of like hey, I'm running the marathon, but I'm not even worried about beating that guy right now. I just need to run a better time than last year. Sure. And right now, they're not on pace to be better than last year. No. That's to me. That's actually the more startling thing of hey, we're not catching Arkansas. What the hell with that right now? Right. Are you better with the roster you have next year than this year? Period. Yes or no? And I, and right now, it's I mean, again, portal's still alive, whatever. Okay, blah, blah, blah. But right now, that's hard to say. But now, like, Robert Allen's role looks even bigger than it was a year ago. Robert Allen suffered a serious knee And how close is Allen to having this game still scout as the Jackson State guy? Are they the same dude? No right. And, and you know, you're, you're saying, okay, we need Jamin Brakefield to make a giant step. Okay, well, what if he doesn't? And, and Deshaun got hurt. The end. Of, it, was a, it was an ACL. He should be okay. But sure. What if? What if he's a little slow to get back? Mm-hmm. That's happened before with Ole yeah, Miss sure. athletes. Sure. Um. You know, you need Matt to take the next step, and I think Matt's capable of taking the next step. But you don't want Matt thinking, "Hey, I've got to score thirty a night." Yeah. And then you you go into a. I mean, who's you're counting on these four kids to come in? The four kids last year, only one of them played. Only one of them contributed. Ruffin. Mm-hmm. Well, we could argue semantics about James White's contributions, but let's be serious. Yeah, sure. Let's be real. Yeah, sure. There's just a lot there, and I, I mean, I, someone asked in the in the thread, and it's a great question. And you, I think you just mentioned it. 
What does attendance look like in November, in December? And then what if you don't? I mean, what? I it's it's the part of it. I'm not. I'm not advocating for someone making a change. I'm not. That's not my job. I. I would have. I would have said, "Hey, we've we've got to address this aggressively." Anyway, the news is joiners in the portal. And then I will say two things. Mm-hmm. And I feel strongly about this. I don't know how anyone can watch the NCAA tournament on television and say our goal as an SEC Power Five program is anything short of we've got to make that tournament. We've got to be involved in that tournament. The tournament's too big. In college athletics, it's the it's the only thing that truly, truly registers on the national scale outside of football. The tournament. Not the sport, the tournament. And 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 then the other thing is when people go, Well, I don't know that you could ever find anybody to take that job, you're paying three million dollars a year. Of course you could. Now, you've got to make a commitment to it. And in fairness, to, this is the part that's in, in total fairness to Kermit. You, the commitment level at the, the – and I don't mean salaries. I mean NIL. I mean all of this stuff. It's got to change or you're not going to get there. And they don't have money right now for it. No. To take those level of steps. No, it's it's – and it's even beyond. I mean, it's making the tournament. Don't get me wrong, but frankly, it's you. Even in your your most of your other years, you've got to at least be on the bubble or around, which keeps fan engagement up. Sure. Hey, let's go to the things. Hey, if they win on Wednesday, well, then they just got to do this and this, and you start playing that game in your head. Sure. Well, we've done that for, for yeah. years. Yeah. When you don't have even that, then it goes. Well, what am I doing? So. Well, yeah. Well, the the games in late January. Late January it was over. Yeah. And everyone knew it. I mean, I can't. I think it was Arkansas that came to town. I don't remember exactly when that was, but it was January because yeah, it was yeah. before Ruffin's injury. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Arkansas won by nine points. I think it was. It was. Yeah, they played okay. It was a six o'clock Tuesday game. I think maybe a Wednesday. What? Regardless, it tipped at six, and it was empty. Yeah. It was dead. And that's not what you can't have that. You, you you're exactly right. You've got to have a product that at least has hope attached to it. Hey, if we win this game and maybe so and so loses, we're gonna be in the next four. We're gonna oh hey, did you see where Jerry Palm or Joe Lenardi or whoever has us in the next four? Hey, we're first four out. So if we beat Vanderbilt Saturday, mm-hmm. you need that. From at least a fan involvement standpoint, getting people into the arena, people excited, stuff like that, that's, that, that matters. People talking about you where you're relevant. And then if you ever have the year where you break through and you make the tournament and you're a tournament team and you look around the league at the teams that were in the tournament this year, Tennessee and, and Arkansas and, and, and uh, Auburn especially, and the atmosphere, the energy in that building, you can't tell me that's not good for the university as a whole. Oh, sure. You can't tell me that Auburn did not benefit – from the way that basketball games looked on Auburn University did not benefit from the way that basketball games looked on television. 100%. It's very uh, indicative. I, sure. I mean, you know, when you kids come on on visits and you can feel an energy around a place, people feel that. You, you know, it's so there's this stuff going on and it's it's and I don't mean just athletics, I mean academic visits. Kids take visits to campuses and they're trying to feel something or looking for something and Hey, there's a basketball game on campus. You can't get a ticket because the but you walk on campus and there's kids at Auburn sleeping in tents outside the arena on Friday night. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's there's there's an energy to that that I believe is palpable, and I think the opposite is palpable as well. Podcast brought to you in part. Brought to you by Northeast Spark, service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that I've got at home and here in the studio as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, and much more. And also in Pontotoc, areas of Pontotoc and Union Counties as well. So again, nespark.com, 662-238-3159. College Corners, your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area, one in Flowood, one in uh, Ridgeland. You can also go to collegecornerstore.com, and uh, you can find them on uh, Facebook and Instagram at uh, College Corner. So the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're brought to you by Pinnacle, based in uh, Madison, Mississippi, clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. Martin Paloma and I will tape a uh, Mind on My Money tomorrow. A lot of things to uh, to talk about involving money and markets and stuff like that. So you want to make sure you listen to that. It's brought to you by Pinnacle, MyPinWealth.com. John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated is the guy to go to if you want to make your trip a special one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Just give him a call. Give him an email. Uh, give him some parameters and a budget, and he'll give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Brought to you by OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, uh, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio and more. All of that at 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse in Oxford. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, highly recommend Grenada Nissan. Just off Interstate 55 in Grenada, Mississippi. Grenada Nissan has a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. I will have a uh, mailbag up later today. At least that's the plan. I'm a little behind, but I will get it there. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs. In Oxford and Tupelo, Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662 662- Eight four two thirty eight forty four. 3844 brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. You know, it is uh, shipped straight to your door. It is from freezer to plate in less than 10 minutes for restaurant-quality shrimp. Four different offerings. You've got the signature, kind of a garlic flavor, as well as the uh, French Quarter Alfredo, poured over pasta, veggies, whatever you would uh, like with that. Garlic herb butter, same exact thing. And then the uh, Louisiana Shrimp Bowl for a little more spicy option if that is uh, something that you would uh, what you would prefer. So $20 off your first order with MPW. That's primeshrimp.com. Give them a call. Set it online and get Prime Shrimp straight to your door. Again, that's primeshrimp.com. So I thought it was interesting in a couple of ways. I mean, is Neil and I were talking about it right before we started the show. And we're not experts on the Texas program, so it's hard to say the fact or fiction elements of, of these quotes, but I still found some of it sort of, uh, sort of interesting. So Ajomo, um, Moro Moro Ajomo. Okay. For some reason, I think he's a linebacker, but I'm not sure that the position he plays is particularly relevant at this point. I think think that's, I think that's what he plays. (laughs) Moro Ajomo. He is a defensive lineman. Defensive lineman. I was close. Defense. It's front seven. Had him in the right room. I mean, yeah. He is a six foot three, two hundred and seventy nine pound senior from Katy, Texas. So probably not a linebacker. He is a business finance major. Good for him. Um, Where's he from, Katy? 
He's from Katy. Yeah, I got family in Katy. That's correct. Yeah. He's played in 38 career games, made 25 starts. Nice. Point being, he's a respect like – Been to the program. Yeah, it's a dude that's been around the program. Not he's, a dude who jumped in from the portal. No, 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 no. no. He's yeah. he's a Longhorn. Yeah. I mean, he's played. He's Hooked. apparently a pretty bright dude. Like, Yeah, sure. And I think that, that is relevant. Absolutely. Somebody who's been around and going, you know what, I've seen a lot of shit. Because he has at Texas. He's seen a lot of mediocre stuff over the course of his four or five years. Well, I mean, his quote is, his quote is um, an interesting quote. So – um, he says this quote, and I don't know the question. But the question was, is it – he was asked if young players on the team listen to veterans, listen to the older okay. guys. And his answer, quote, I mean, it's hard. They're 18 to 22-year-olds that want to chase women, want to chase money, want to chase alcohol, and they don't see the future. They're very distracted by what's in front of them. Such a hard thing, especially guys that haven't been in a winning culture – why well, it's very easy for a lot of these powerhouses to keep going because it's established. So the new guys just come in and they're like, oh, shit, this is how we have to do it. This is what we do. It's so much more difficult at Texas. They always talk about coming here and changing stuff, coming here and changing stuff. It's ingrained. You're uprooting 10 years of shit, and it's been let go and go by. They're more worried about being on 6th Street than balling and making $50 million. It's crazy as hell, and I don't know why. So then he gives that quote. Um, somebody asked Steve Sarkeesian about it at his press conference. Sark laughed and then was quoted as saying, he will not be talking to you guys for a while. I get that Steve Sarkeesian is not going to air the program's dirty laundry in a press conference. I do not blame him for that. However, the laugh is a bad look. Laughing about a guy who's been in your program and played in 30-something games with 25 starts, having a pretty detailed opinion on culture and leadership and veterans establishing a, a program brand, that's a big freaking deal. And the laugh is it's an off-putting deal and frankly makes you think that to some extent Ajomo got punished. Here's the other part of his quote to tell you about what this kid, who, who this kid is, okay? Mm-hmm. Same kid, same media opportunity. I tell them and they don't believe me. Ajomo said, these young guys, when I told them that I want to win so bad and I'm literally thinking about y'all when y'all when you don't think I'm thinking about you, when I walk into the tank and Moro just wants to be alone, but I go sit next to you, it's not because I want to be next to you right now. <laughs> it's because I want to win. The joy and the sweetness of it, too, by God's grace, it comes this year. When it happens, we're going to be talking and I'm just not going to know how to process it. Like feel it because holy moly, you mean to tell me what we're that we're doing this right now? I can't wait for that. It's going to be a great season. So he's not trashing his program. He's a guy who's literally saying, "I wish everybody would focus." The way Sark get mad because Arch Manning saw that quote. Well, not just Arch Manning. No, but you know what I mean. But sure, recruits. Yeah, but I mean, listen. The kid may have just done kid, the young man, not a kid. The young man may have just done Sark a favor. You force a conversation. Sure. Maybe that was the purpose, honestly. You know, I mean Hey, this is not this is getting show up under the rug and I don't have any time left. We gotta do this now. Yeah. Um and I, I, again, I'm not there. I don't cover Texas. I've never covered Texas. I don't pay a lot of attention to their program yet. So I don't I can't speak to the culture inside the UT football building at all and wouldn't attempt to. 
I mean, I cover Ole Miss, and I'm not sure I could completely speak to the culture inside that building. I think I have sure. a better clue than 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 the outsider would, but I don't know that I could sit here and pretend to be an expert on the, the culture inside the building. Um, but it's it tells you, and you and I talked about this before we got started. It tells you so much. I, like, I honestly don't think we give Nick Saban enough credit. Because not only did he win, they keep winning. They keep winning the exact same way, and that is culture. But I think it's easier once it's established. Well, it's no the bicycle that continues to pedal at that point. Sure. Because once it's there and these freshmen have moved up and they've gone through the cycle and they've been the guys to go, hey, no, look, you do this, and when you do this, here's what happens on both sides. Sure. Well, it's just known. It's the actual changing the culture that is so hard, and it's why – like there was a, there was a video that made fun of it a couple of days ago, and you're right. Like we use culture way too much in college athletics. It's a dumb word in a lot of ways. For every coach and every press conference, hey, we're gonna. If you lose, oh, I had a bad culture. If I win, oh, look, the culture's great there. Well, it's when it's a, used as an a, excuse for right for accumulating talent, yeah, correct. Point being, though, it's very real. I mean, you look around. It's what Saban did and what he's maintained, and now the program is a machine where you just know coming in, and it allows these kids to go, hey, look. I work my tail off. I might have to wait behind a guy or two, but hey, when it's my turn, I'm going to do it, and I'm the next guy holding the jersey on the stage with Goodell, and here we go down the road. I mean, Kiffin has focused on it in a way that they've taken on his personality. I mean, he's talked about, nope, you know, it's buzzwords, but hey, no mindset is what we're doing. And it even goes with the, hey, they gave us a standing ovation. We didn't win. Stop. That's, right. We're, we're, we're not playing for the participation trophy here. That's a culture thing. That's talking to his players through the media and going, nope, nope, nope. That's not the purpose. Look, J.J. Pegues met had a media op yesterday, transferred from Auburn, had some interesting things to say about Brian Harson's staff, but that's another topic. Um, J.J. Pegues was, like, I think, the third or fourth player at Ole Miss in these media things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, just so you guys know, we've done these for so long that they're sort of mind-numbing sometimes. Yeah, your I mean, eyes glaze over. You just sort of – third or fourth player this spring that's talked about championships. Referred to national championships. Now, do I think Ole Miss is winning a national championship this year? No, I do not. That's not the point. The point is that tells you that those words are being discussed inside that building. That when you're putting in the work, it's we're working for something other than just putting in the work. Yeah, you're not setting an expectation of, oh, God, look at the clock up there. The Egg Bowl's in 322 no. days. No, we're, we're playing to win an SEC championship. We're playing to win a national championship. And that's the goal. The goal is not to win seven games. The goal is to win a championship. Yeah. To that's culture. That's culture. Yeah, whether you do it or not is irrelevant. But that's your goal. Yeah. That's the purpose of that is our purpose. It's you'll run you'll train for a marathon. Mm-hmm. If you know that the marathon is on October the fourteenth, okay, well, you're training for something. There's a purpose. If you're just out running. And you're like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm just running, and one day you kind of like, I don't feel like doing this. Oh, it's easy to quit. Mm-hmm. If you're like, today's the day I'm supposed to run 14 miles. It's the only reason I run races. I don't give two craps about the actual race day, right? But it gives a reason and a motivation to sure. get out of bed the day before. Sure. If you know, hey, today's the day according to my training program that I run 14 miles to prepare for the marathon on October yeah. the 14th, and I'm four miles in, and in my brain, and trust me, this happens. Yeah, stop. You're like, why well, am I stop. doing this? This is so stop. stupid. There's a game on, and I, there, I, 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 I really kind of would like a beer right now. I, my, my knee hurts. You push through it because you're pushing for something. Yeah. 
culture that's to me that's culture and I think Sarkeesian blew an opportunity to say you know I mean he he's on to something that is what we're working that is what he's exactly right I appreciate him that's what we're working towards yeah he's seen it he's that's what you want frankly is a guy who's been in your program before you were even there Mm -hmm. who's bought in who's clearly bleeding burnt orange here Mm-hmm. Who knows he's running out of time? You want your upperclassmen to be desperate. You do. Yeah, we've seen that in the Ole Miss program before. Guys, no, no, no. Like, you're screwing me up right yeah. now. This is my shot. Shut he's, up. He's talking to some 18 year old five star, not because he wants to hang out with him and be his buddy, but because, hey, you can help me get to where I'm trying to go. You can help. Well, look, 2008, Bray Jerry was ready to absolutely kill everybody in the room. You know what I mean? Like, it was like. And yeah. it's hey no I'm 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 done this is my last year by God now well I mean I've talked about that it was after after a practice in preseason camp see I didn't say fall camp there you go good job in preseason camp and I don't think they'd had a particularly good practice that was a I remember this yeah a super talented team that was mentally and emotionally broken, broken. yes and it was Nut's first season uh-huh. and Nut was doing a post game deal with the team talking to the team and parade jerry interrupted him and stood up and um read his teammates the riot act and you could hear him all the way across the field saying hey why not listen to these guys everything it's nothing else worked why not give it a chance they seem to be trying to help us we need to listen to them let's just do what they say why not I'm sick of this. I don't want to lose anymore. I remember that. I, I'm tired of losing. I think it was I'm effing tired of effing yeah. losing, but watering it down is I'm tired of losing. Houston, to his everlasting credit, was smart enough not to tell Parade to sit down until he was done. <laughs> um, but it, it was, I, in fact, I think that was the end of it. And then Parade started wearing the chain all the time. You go, whoa. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, I, you know, after that, I, I, I do think that was that was a turning point for them. So, so uh, Ajomo here may have. Actually, may have done Sarkeesian a favor, but it appears that that Sarkeesian doesn't see it that way. Now, what happens inside the building? Maybe he's not wanting to address it in the media and such. But yeah, but don't act like you're negative toward his comments. Like, there's yeah. a way to even not address it without going, "Oh, he can't talk to you anymore." Ha 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 ha. Uh, yeah, no, no. He, well, he, okay. Frankly, he should be your spokesperson for a while. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnston Hill Creamery, small batch artisanal cheese and fermentation, charcuterie. They've got a bakery, catering, grazing tables, and much more. All their uh, cheese made locally and in-house right here in Oxford, just off uh, Molly Bar, White Oak Lane, 662-419-9201. Easter pre-orders start to be picked up tomorrow. That's the uh, the dessert box, the um, <clears throat> the grazing box, or the carrot cake. It feeds 8 to 12, so you can call. You can order that now, again, 662-419-9201, or check out their Instagram page at Johnston Hill Primary. Uh, we're also brought to you by The Rogue. It's uh, your destination for fine, men clo- fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, Duckhead, so many more. Forty-four fifty, I fifty-five North in Jackson, or uh, therogue.com. Southern Traditions Farm has their summer camps starting up here fairly soon. May the thirtieth is the first one. Goes through June the fourth. Another one on June sixth, June twelfth, June twentieth. Uh, Monday through Friday camps eight thirty to two each day. 
For more information, contact Susan Walt, 601-278-7563. Don't forget, you can uh, get in touch with them about hosting like senior parties and such. I think it was I think it was Jackson Academy. It may have been someone else. Uh, they had a big senior party out there. I'll have to ask Brian Rippey <laughs> about the details. <laughs> that message board thread. That was yesterday. by God yesterday. <laughs> that was maybe in my 14 years the most funny message board thread that I've ever. I could not believe that the question was asked, and then it just <laughs> it was fantastic. Anyway, that's us, Southern Traditions Farm. You can also follow them on Instagram and Facebook and whatnot. You okay <laughs> there? Someone, someone thought it was serious. I, I mean, how do you not know just intrinsically that that's sarcasm? How? How do you function like Brian that? Brian made a post intimating that Lane could potentially go to Jackson Academy <laughs> to replace Lance Pogue. Brian has been known to make some MAIS jokes from time to time. And that was... How, how, but <laughs> how would you not know that? Just beyond me. I, I, uh, I don't know how some people... Honestly, God, I'm not picking on anybody. I don't know how some people get through the day. You got to believe the world is out to get you to find that not sarcastic. Yes. I mean, are there places Lane Kiffin would leave Ole Miss for? Yes. Is Jackson Academy one? <laughs> Obviously not. I mean, yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm. 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 I'm truly not. I know it comes across that way, and I apologize. We're brought to you by service service <laughs> service specialist staffing and recruiting agency. They've been connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. Are you on the job hunt? If you are, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. Whether you're in IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, I'm picturing Lane Kiffin teaching a world history class. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's just raw comedy. Uh, <laughs> uh, get in touch with the people at Service Specialist. It's Will, Sydney, Kelsey. If you're uh, looking to find quality, hard-to-find talent, you should get in touch with them as well. 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website at servicespecialistltd.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dentals helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Henry, he would teach world history, right? What else would Lane teach if he had to teach while he was the football coach? I'll have to think about it. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it would, it, it would be something along those lines, right? <clears throat> Can you imagine Lane in front of his class? Every day. So today we're going to talk about uh, World War One. You guys heard about the uh, Archbishop? So he, got, he got he got shot. Um, we probably could get Lane to put a JA hat on. I like, I like, <laughs> well, that'd be fantastic. Go some stuff. Well, yeah. figure that out. Uh, Doctor Bubba McQueen, Doctor Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. Call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. 
Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by uh, Bell & Grove, based out of Chattanooga. Daryl Oliver, Evan Dial, built Bell & Grove. It's a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. Bell & Grove specializes in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. Bell & Grove can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, they can help customers design a uh, custom solution for their shipping needs, whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed. Bell & Grove can accommodate you. Uh, For more information, get in touch with Daryl Oliver at 865-672-6557. You know, there was a lot of talk about the picture with Lane, at the, mm-hmm. the party at the Perry's the other night for the, yeah, yeah. the pre-party for the Oxford prom. Yeah. All I could think about was how much money was Caroline could have had because everybody had clearly gotten a spray tan. Yeah. It hasn't been that warm and sunny in Oxford. Mm-hmm. Pre-Oxford high school prom the last couple of years, Caroline brought bank. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it was bank. It was a parade of girls up and down the stairs getting the spray tans. 40, 40 bucks pop. You'd hear that machine. That's all I could think about was the money lost. I did. The people that tried to make that something it wasn't, like not Ole Miss people, like Tennessee people and whatever. No, that's silly. Come on. I mean, I, Forty and Wilkin gave it time on their podcast this week. What'd they say? I, I think I hit the button. I would, I, I would hope not. I don't know. I, I just saw Dan tweet it out. Um. Frankly, for Ole Miss, it probably should be a positive because he took the time to do it. You've been wanting him to be ingrained a little bit yeah. in the community. And I get it was across the street. But yeah, like, but, he, but he had to either walk a little bit or he had to get in his golf cart or something because it's not directly across the street. Uh, it's down the street a little bit. I mean, under yards, but sure. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, he would have been. Well, how often do you walk 100 yards and go, hey, neighbor? Well, that's true. Yeah. So he had to, I mean, there was some, there was some motivation there. So, yeah. It just shows you that literally everything he does is like this Twitter thing. Like it just it it it's it. Mark Stoops does that, and it's not on that show yesterday. No. Yeah, Lane, Lane could out. teach marketing, social media, maybe. I don't know if that's class at JA or not. Who knows? Yeah, there was so many good things in that thread as far as just like little 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 barbs there back and forth. I mean, I I, I would I would actually. I would pay to to go in and uh, take the world history class at JA with Lane teaching it. That would be fascinating. Wouldn't you love them? Seriously, it'd be great. Government, economics. Yeah, yeah. Today we talk about supply chain economics. Uh, open your books to page twelve. Um. <laughs> Considerably no patience. <laughs> no. With, it, with anyone at this, yeah. at, this, at, this, at this point. When someone raises their hand, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I already went over that. Uh, it wasn't a scrimmage. Yeah. Just, uh, well, just first, it wasn't a scrimmage. Right. <laughs> just quickly, uh, Nets knock out the Cavs 115-108 last night, and then the uh, the T-Wolves 109-104 gets the Clippers, so you got your wish there with a Clippers loss. Yep. And then tonight, Charlotte at Atlanta, that is at 6, and the Spurs and the Pels in New Orleans at 8.30. So if the Spurs-Pels winner beats the Clippers, the Clippers pick, which is 15. Oh, you're not out yet? you got to lose again? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a play-in. 
So the, it's a seven, eight, nine, ten. So the seven, I eight, hate uh, this. I do too. The seven, eight winner are automatically gets, in the seven gets and eight. The seven. And then the nine, tens play for the nine. The nine, ten, the losers out. The winner of the nine, ten game has to beat the loser of the seven, eight game. Oh, so the winners aren't even in last night. The winners are in. Oh, okay. From the seven, eight game. The winner of the nine ten game has to win twice. I see what you mean. So we're still only filling out eight spots. Yes. Yeah, okay. But what I was trying to tell you, you, the Clippers could fall all the way to ten. Could fall out, and if they do, their pick, which would be fifteen if they make the playoffs, I see what you becomes mean. the twelfth pick. The Thunder own that pick. So the Thunder would have one of the first I guess the Thunder could fall as low as eight in the lottery. So Brooklyn's guaranteed to be in. Yes. They're the seven. Minnesota's the seven, and they will play Memphis in what promises to be absolute entertainment. Okay. Because the T-Wolves were talking trash last night. Anthony Edwards was 30 last night. Anthony Edwards is a star. Yeah. It's why when people go, the lottery doesn't matter. Yes, it does. You want the first pick. Yeah. Paul George had 34 in the loss. Darius Garland had 34 in the loss. Yeah. So, anyway, okay. Uh, Ole Miss heading to Columbia this afternoon. They will play the Gamecocks tomorrow night. Remember, Eastern Time Zone six six noon, the Central Time Zone times for this uh, this weekend against South Carolina. Ole Miss has not released a uh, starting rotation at this point. I uh, probably because they don't know one. Yeah, I asked Mike about it yesterday because he was talking to Derek Diamond for a really long time before the media op, and he said that was not relevant to the weekend rotation. That he was talking to him, actually praising his leadership. Over the uh, the last few years, so I mean, last few days, so that is uh, that's up. I don't know. Again, Max Chopey story on the site. Some more stuff coming. Kind of where things went wrong and where it goes from here with Ole Miss baseball later as well. And uh, come check out RebelGrove.com. In the meantime, have a good day. Talk to you soon.